What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Happy Sunday. I'm feeling very fired up. You know, the moon is in Aries. I have Aries rising, so I just be activated. And I know a lot of people don't know what that means, but again, hopefully one day I'll get there. But Aries energy heightens my own energy, heightens my motivational levels. I'm just geared to get things done. But rest assured, in about a day, the moon will shift into Taurus and I'll be feeling frustrated because something about Taurus energy in me just, whew, but we won't go there. I really hope that wherever you are or whatever you're doing or whatever day you're listening to this, you're feeling good. I hope that you're feeling hopeful. I hope that you're feeling alive and I hope that you are living with purpose. You know, it's a new week. Every day, I should say, you know, you should go in with new energy, but especially with the new week, prepare for new goals, a new mindset, a new elevation. Just releasing any previous energy from the previous day, previous week, because we should never, ever start a new day or a new week with the same energy as before, because we're just carrying and energy is meant to continue to move freely got it get it cool but um you know this week's topic i really wanted to discuss therapy because with events in the world and things that i see on social media really drove me to up this topic a a few weeks because this wasn't something that i wanted to talk about for weeks to come but again like i said the messages I receive or whatever resonates is the episode I decide to go with that day. So, you know, growing up in the hood or in any lower socioeconomic background or even coming from certain cultures, it is stigmatized. Therapy is stigmatized in a way where people associate therapy with being crazy. But what does it mean to be crazy? You know, that's where we have to start to unravel, unpack. Because therapy and crazy came from systems, to be honest with you. Especially the old ways of institutionalization. So I'm sure a lot of our families could use therapy. Whether it's your mom, grandma, aunt, cousin, brother, friend, whatever. Everybody should receive therapy at least once in their life. And, you know, there'll be people thinking, oh, like, my kid won't need therapy because I'm doing things different or whatever, whatever. But I need you to understand that one form of trauma is actually overcompensating for what you didn't have. So trauma doesn't always have to look like hurt and pain. It can look like overdoing things because you didn't have that. And creating... Or instilling the ideas of selfishness or entitlement. So I really think it's important that at some point in everyone's life that they talk to somebody. Therapy is you just conversing with someone, helping to unravel the thoughts that maybe you're not clear about or helping you to identify behaviors and patterns that you were unable to see. You know, 
please understand that there's a lot more minorities going for their degrees to become therapists so that they can help their people. Because trust me when I tell you, I get it. I get not wanting to speak to somebody that don't look like you, somebody that don't come from the same background as you do, somebody that just thinks that because they went to school, they know you and they can understand and they can relate because that's not true. That is not true. It's going to be very unlikely for a Caucasian male or female to relate to a black person from the hood. Let's just be raw and honest about it. Very unlikely. If someone grew up with both of their parents, it's going to be very hard to relate to someone who grew up with just their mom or just their dad or no parents. You know, I get like these educational programs and these models of care want you to believe that a lot of people have your best interests, but I'll be the first to tell you, a lot of people don't. But that doesn't mean that you should steer away from going to therapy. Because there are people out there, whether you're doing therapy in person, whether you're doing therapy um, through telehealth, which is FaceTime over the phone. You know, one of my male best friends, he does telehealth with a black man. And he's been able to connect in ways that he probably wouldn't have been able to before. He's been able to talk to somebody who can understand him. So, you know, we need to start thinking about therapy as a tool and not so much as a crutch. And I'll be the first to tell you, you know, I'm never ashamed to talk about my truths. But I had went to therapy in the past and I thought we were clicking, you know, white woman, um, because in my area at the time there weren't many people offering therapy. But, you know, I went to see her and what I liked about her was that She was aggressive in her approach. And when I say aggressive, I don't mean she was rude, but I mean, like, she challenged me. But it helped me increase my awareness. It helped me understand where things like the the mind state of perfectionism came about in my childhood. It helped me understand that even though I said I forgave something, I really didn't. So it's like, these little things go a long way. Granted, I didn't see her for a long time because she pissed me off. And I'm going to tell you why she pissed me off. You know, the healthcare side of things, everybody's so focused on billing, money, income, and that's just the truth of the matter. But one thing that really stood out to me when I was studying in school was quality. And if someone is truly in a field to help you, the last thing they're going to focus on is money. Now, one of my friends used to see a therapist who was never focused on that, on her insurance or whatever, just focused on helping her. But you see, with my experience, I had insurance and... I had a copay of like $15, which was nothing. So every time I would see her, I'd write her the check for $15, and she would have to bill my insurance for the rest of it. This woman knew at this point in my life that I feel like I had financial anxiety, where if things were in order, I was driving myself insane trying to figure out how to do it, right? 
how to get it done, how to pay for it. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Was creating financial anxiety. So she's texting me constantly about not being reimbursed by my insurance company. And in the beginning, I'm like, no, I understand. Like, you have your own private practice. Like, you want to be reimbursed. Like, it's not my fault. It's the insurance company's fault. So now I'm doing my due diligence, trying to figure out what's going on, calling the insurance companies. Long story short, I figured out what was going on through my employer, but that's a whole nother story. However, for me, it was like, one, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing right now. You're the therapist. You're supposed to be doing this. Two, it showed me that money was way more important to her than helping me navigate. So I just stopped I stopped seeing her. You know, I'm someone that is very, very intellectual. I'm somebody that has a high cognitive ability. So, and my awareness is out of this world. So for me, I believe that I needed just that amount of therapy to really get me thinking. After that, man, I was journaling. I was meditating. I was literally reflecting daily, figuring out everything. I was able to literally put every piece into the puzzle for myself but not everybody's meant to do that not everybody's built like that and that's okay you know I remember taking a trauma class and very seasoned woman she was amazing and she talked about there's three levels to therapy and people always think that they're done people always people always think that they're healed after just one level or two levels but sometimes you might find yourself back there when you're 40 or when you're 50 and that is okay You know, we have so much stigmatization attached to therapy that we do ourselves a disservice by not going because we don't want to look crazy or we don't want to look like, oh, I'm seeing a therapist. And they'd be like, your family, like, what you seeing a therapist for? Which takes away your freedom. It takes away your choice to want to heal. It makes you feel like, damn, am I wrong for feeling like these generational things aren't something that needs to be healed need to be fixed but people will make you feel like that but it's up to you to be in a position to focus on what is best for you you know I'm not here to tell you therapy is a fix because I don't believe that I don't believe therapy is there to fix you I believe therapy is there to increase your awareness get you to understand patterns in your own life, maybe help you navigate decisions. But I don't believe it's there to fix you because I believe if you truly want to heal, you have to put the work in. You know, I'm currently writing a book of my own model of care and I can't wait to be done with that because it's my own testimony as to what I believe truly is going to help people heal. It's not just one size fits all. But in my perspective, there's four things that I believe that need to take place in order for you to truly heal. And I'm not going to discuss that now because obviously I'd ruin my book. But again, therapy is not a fix. We must do the work. So when you're, if you are in therapy and you're going to therapy and they're telling you, you know, giving you assignments, do those assignments. Are you reflecting daily? I mean, I'm big on journaling. 
A lot of people, I talk to so many people about journaling. I'll be like, you should start journaling. And the one response I always get is, oh, that's a lot. I don't know what to journal about. I don't have time for journaling. Like, I'm always doing this. I don't have time. If you have time to scroll through social media, you have time to journal. If you have time to sit there and binge watch Netflix, you have time to journal. You don't need to journal for hours. You don't need to journal every day. But what I will tell you is learning to journal is the key to increasing your awareness because now you're journaling and you're getting those thoughts on paper. Now you're able to go back and see at what point you felt a certain way and see the patterns. You're able to identify because your thoughts are on paper. I'm not going to tell you it's easy if you don't know how to journal to start. Hell, the first time I picked up a journal, I literally wrote in the journal, I have no idea what to write about, but I feel boop, 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 and I started going. Promise you I'm like five journals in now. My awareness is heightened. I am so aware of every emotional switch, of every mood, of why I do the things that I do because of journaling and reflection. Reflect. Reflect on how people made you feel. Reflect on your day. Reflect on why you did something that you did. Reflect because those patterns, those emotions that you try not to feel, it's going to become relevant to you. It's going to become more prevalent for you to realize that, wow, this is a, a pattern that I'm in. This is what needs to break. I'll give you another example. You know, I feel like in the past, I, for a while, I do this dance, you know, with the universe where I'm like, well, if you don't want to give me what I want, I'm not doing what you need me to do. And guess what? You will never win. Universe, God, whoever it is that you believe in will win every single time. So once I realize that when things aren't going my way, I get mad. And then I stay in this attitude which lowers my my vibration for a week and then eventually I get out of it because I get over myself but it's eliminating that initial response that's something that I learned in January just last month how to eliminate that initial response and to flow freely so when I tell you it's important to be aware it is because you will be aware of your own behavior you know, the one thing I do frown upon is those weak-ass depression screenings that they be doing in the doctor's office, right? Oh, have you been depressed in the past two weeks? Oh, have you had any interest in doing anything? Oh, have those robotic-ass questions, right? Because it's been proven that people feel more comfortable talking to a computer than they do talking to somebody else especially someone that you barely know, especially if you're going to a doctor's office in your city and you know everybody that worked there. Trust me, them depression screenings are terrible, robotic. And I'm going to give you another example. I used to work as an HIV case manager in Rhode Island, and I really connected with my clients. And there was one client that I connected with specifically. She was a great woman. Black woman from the hood, been through hell and back. When I mean to tell you hell and back, hell and back and probably hell again. But that's not my story to tell. And one day, she just started talking her truth. And what stood out to me the most was she said, 
Nobody ever asks. Nobody ever asks why I decided to do drugs. Nobody ever asked why I decided to become a prostitute. Nobody ever asks what happened to me. Right? And I felt that. I felt for her so deeply that nobody ever asked. Which takes me to my thought process about the things I see in people that I know on social media. Everyone is so quick, you know, to share, post, and express sympathy for people they have no idea who they are in terms of something that goes wrong in their life or something that such as like a suicidal event but yet people that you know people that you have on social media you'll laugh at them expressing their emotion you'll laugh at them hell going on facebook to vent and that's where my problem is because guess what god forbid something happened to that person You'd be right there sharing, wow, this is so sad. Blessings, prayers. How about you keep the same energy that you do with people you have no idea with the people that are closest to you, the people that are in your city, the people that you know of? Because guess what? Nobody ever asks. Everybody has a story. And you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. But if people could be a lot more kinder a lot more understanding everybody else would feel more inclined to be expressive in their emotion and granted this does go back to the individual belief of not caring what other people think but guess what some people aren't there yet some people care what everybody thinks some people feel like if they express certain things or if they go to therapy their friends gonna look at them crazy Or they're going to be laughed at. But I'm here to tell you that everybody goes through something. We may not all go through the same things, but everybody goes through something. So, again, nobody ever asks. In the healthcare system, there are so many physicians in need of trauma-informed training. It's ridiculous, but that's a whole other story that I don't want to get into. I personally believe that everybody has a baseline of general anxiety and depression because they normally go hand in hand. No, I'm not a therapist. No, I'm not diagnosing you. I'm literally telling you because I don't have no diagnosis of that, but I can assure you that I've experienced anxiety at some point and I'm pretty sure I've told you that I've definitely experienced a high cognitive form of depression. We all can be there. So who are you to judge someone? Who are you to laugh at someone? Because at the end of the day, you lower your own vibration. Please understand, karma is real. Would you want somebody laughing at you? Because guess what? Your life can go from great to to terrible in a matter of a day. I used to always say, you know, people that make fun of homeless people, please don't think that One situation, one experience could not make you homeless. So have empathy, have compassion, be kind.
you know, and if you've never been to therapy, try it out. That thought in your mind telling you that you don't need therapy or it's not going to work, it just might. Find the right one. Find somebody that you feel can relate to you. Just because you see one person doesn't mean you have to continue to see them. And just because you're in therapy doesn't mean you're going to be there forever. And just because you go to therapy doesn't mean you need medication. So eliminate those stigmas out of your mind. Healing is the most profound thing you could do. And it's really the reason why we're here. To be better. To prepare for a better world. To create a better world. So the things that, and you have no idea the impact you'll have on the people around you when you start taking your life serious, your mental health serious. You'll have a profound impact. Be the change that you want to see. As cliche as that sounds. But definitely be the change you want to see. And for men... It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to express emotion. It's okay to cry. There are male therapists out there who are literally in the position they are in so they can help you and relate to you. It's okay to go to therapy. And if you don't know where to start and you don't feel comfortable talking to your doctor about a referral, hell, do it yourself. Go online, go right to Google, type in black therapists accepting new patients, Hispanic therapists accepting new patients, white therapists accepting new patients, however you feel comfortable. I don't mean to sound racist. I don't mean to sound anything like that, but I know what it feels like to want to speak with somebody that would understand you, understand your culture, understand your background. And you'll be brought to some psychology.com page where a bunch of therapists will pop up. And even if you put yourself on the waiting list for someone, you're taking a step in the right direction for yourself and for your overall well-being. So I really hope, if you're not in therapy, that you try. And I really wish healing on everyone. Because I know that there's so much on the other side. I used to be so angry. I used to be so negative. And hell, I would get in my own way. So when you start to understand that you get in your own way, it's a different ballgame. So as always, I hope you continue to spin the block with me. As we go from good health to good health, peace, blessings, opportunities.